Okay, hello everybody. This is Jen Springer, Young Living Platinum, and I've been with the company since 2001. And you know, some of you heard my story before, and I know a lot of you have been in the same situation. I had actually coffee, not lunch, with somebody today who is in the same position right now that I was 14 years ago. And she's stuck in a job that she's making really good money. And she has, you know, great benefits and all this stuff. She actually doesn't hate the job, but she wants to be home with her family and her kids. And she wants to be able to have the flexibility of time and still make really good income. And, you know, a lot of times as Young Living Distributors, we feel funny talking to people about the business. And, you know, I know I did for a long time. You know, I always led with the product. And people always ask, do I lead with the product or do I lead with the business? You know, lead with what makes sense. And I've heard that quote even out of Adam Green's mouth and many of the other leaders. Lead with what makes sense. You know, here's a girl who's having these things and she voiced that opinion. I said, you know what, this is what I do and I don't know if it's interesting to you. And if you want to go have coffee and talk about it, you know, I can tell you how I got out of the corporate grind. And that's exactly what I did with her. And her and I have met a few times and she's, you know, thinking about things. She's one of those green personality types, the emerald. And she needs information because she's an excellent number person, detail person. And with those types of people, you just give them as much information as they need or want so that they can make their educated decisions. So I, uh, I was just really reflecting back today on how that I was, I just remember exactly where she was at. And to this day, I still get just as excited about what I do with Young Living, whether it's the product or having coffee with someone like this gal. And it's just something I never get tired of. And we have such a gift of, health and wealth with Young Living, and so always be proud to share that with people. And so the leaders in the company and leaders in the network marketing industry, they all agree on one thing, that your income growth follows your personal growth level. Most people join Young Living for the product, and then they start to share. We call it the accidental entrepreneur. My team leader, Cynthia Casper, coined that one, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. So if you use it, make sure that you quote it back to Cynthia Casper, but she calls it the accidental entrepreneur, and they start telling people about these wonderful oils, and all of a sudden you get checks in the mail, and people are like, huh, maybe I can do this, and they start to grow a business, but they try to grow a business with the, the, the skills that they've attained as a nurse, a college grad, a parts manager in an auto shop, a massage therapist, or whatever professional type they are, they try to use those skills to grow this business, and then they get stuck very often. And then they get frustrated and they throw in the towel and they say, this doesn't work. Well, from the moment that you decide to do a business, also decide to become a network marketing professional. And so how do you do that? Well, Brenda Schuler mentioned that last week. You find a mentor. Mentors can be your upline. Mentors can be crossline. They could be somebody in a large, broad-spectrum industry type of trainer. Mentors are also videos, books, seminars, conference calls, conventions, live trainings, audiobooks. All these things are also mentors to you. And so every day, make sure you're putting good stuff in your brain. You know, before you go to bed at night, just say, what did I put good in my brain today? Even if it's a short clip of a little video or you just were able to read a page or two of a book, keep doing something every day and keep working on yourself you'll find that your obstacles will start to disappear and, you know, you'll be able to self-reflect and then grow and you'll look back and say, oh, man, I can't believe I used to do that. 
<laughs> I have that happen like almost daily, trust me. <laughs> Especially when we're talking about the ethics things today. Oh my gosh. I look back and go, Oh my gosh, I used to do that. <laughs> I was such a jerk. You know, but you look back if you can have some humor on it, you know, what what are you gonna do? It's the past and you gotta learn from that. But I will give many references later in the call where to find some mentors online. So make sure you have your pen and paper ready for that because I am going to cover that. So we're still in April. We're at the 21st, and this month is slamming. I hope all of you are having – I think I'm going to have a highest month ever, even though I've been having records every month as well. So it's just been incredible. So I hope all of you are in the same boat as I am and my team. You know, I've seen people – right there at the top of the, where they've been in previous months, and we still have how many days left? We have 10 days. So so this month's specials are the 190 PV is for the Deep Relief Roll-On and the Raven Sara. We all love Deep Relief. You know, roll it where it hurts, right? But I love Raven Sara, and a lot of people don't know about this oil. It's historically been used for shingles. It's been used for all types. It's like the cure-all oil. I believe it's in Madagascar, but I really love it for breathing and respiratory as well. Thank goodness I've never had shingles, but I've used it in my diffuser for breathing. I really love it, you know, for individuals that are a little more fragile, like my cats. <laughs> you know, I'll put it, my one cat has respiratory things sometimes. So I'll put it in there for him or you know, I've known people who have put it in for their children. That's why I also love the oil blend Raven. You know, I love Raven and Raven Sara. Raven's got the Raven Sara oil in it, but this is such a great oil. So you get that with the 190 PV. And then when you do the 250 PV, you get the $20 enrollment coupon, which is so awesome to be able to offer that to somebody. And then the $300 PV gets you the Art Day Activator. So that is what we get this month. It's just fantastic. Plus, you also get that if you're on Essential Rewards and you do that, you get, like, you know, your percent back in your Essential Reward points. So today is our weekly Monday night call, which I don't I have no idea how long this one's going to go, guys and girls. <laughs> I can guarantee it won't go past 8 o'clock. So I just want to let you know that's all we're going to for sure, for sure. But try to keep it short, sweet, get you back to your evening. And if you're new to this call and you want to hear previous recordings, check out OurSimpleTraining.com. You'll see underneath the Monday night calls thingy there, and you will be able to listen to the previous recordings and something like that. So let me uh, let me do something here real quick. i got to send somebody a message. Okay, there we go. All righty, so let's get started on ethics. <sighs> Some of you may have had ethics when you were in college, and I teach ethics, or I did teach ethics even where I'm teaching now at the university. And, you know, it's not always exciting, guys. I know it's not. But it's really about, you know, expectations and where, you know, they're not like laws or rules, but it's kind of like societal expectations. The same with Young Living, you know, expectations of right or wrong, I don't really believe in right or wrong, but, you know, behavior that should be expected so that, you know, we can all have this, you know, um, harmony within our businesses and also set great examples. And so how you run your own business in Young Living, everybody is watching. Your team is watching. People cross-line are watching. And is you, not, you guys could probably attest to this. People don't listen to what we say. You know, you can tell people a million times till you're blue in the face. You know they do not listen. I'm just telling you. I know you guys are all listening to me, and hopefully I can help you with something. But 
in general, we don't listen, but we are watched. People watch what we're doing and how we're working our business versus what we're saying. So the best thing you can do is lead by example and model behavior that you would like to see your team carrying out. Are you working 5 million hours a week and texting people at 3 in the morning and, you know, running around like a stressed, crazy person? Well, people are going to look at you and go, I don't want to do that, and they might not even want to build. I'm actually talking about my personal story. I've had multiple leaders look at me that are now leaders, but back then at the time, they said, Jen, I didn't want to do this because I saw what you were doing, and I didn't want to have that life. It's a wake-up call. They were watching what I was doing. They weren't listening to what I was saying because I was contra, you know, um, what do you call it, con- uh, contraindicating myself or whatever that, whatever this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there's an old great saying that says, be the sponsor that you would like to have. And so how do you do that? Well, be conscious of everything you say, every email you write, every action you take. How you treat your upline, downline, crossline in the company is how your team members will also do the same. So you always will be setting the example. And I have to break the news to you guys. Growing your Young Living business will test your leadership. There will be days you are going to probably want to pull out your hair or scream from the top of a building. But if you need help, your first line of defense is your upline. Always bring problems to your upline if you need help, if you're stuck. You know, you don't go downline. Don't go into your organization and complain and create drama. If you vent to them, your team will question the company, they'll question their business, and they'll even question you. So this is, I've accidentally said things to my team that I probably shouldn't have and had to go back later and fix things because of ideas and situations that they thought because of something I was venting. So don't, don't do that, okay? And always refer to your policy manual. Young Living has done a great job outlining the expectations regarding many, many things we're even going to talk about today. So you find that in your back office. When you join the company, we actually had a few pieces of paper back when I joined the company, but now it's actually fleshed out and it's very clear with a lot of things. So always refer to that. So let's get into the juice here today. Building more than one company is the first thing I'm going to talk about. So nobody in the history of network marketing has ever successfully built two dynamo organizations. If you're a hobbyist, then maybe that's okay for you. You know, if that you know if you've got like, you know, a million things you got going on, but you'll only make hobby income. People that do this remind me of the street solicitors that open their coats with all the gold chains and they say, hey, if you don't like this watch, here, try this necklace and here, I'm sure you're going to love this one. It's a problem. I've seen it for years. You cannot grow more than one at a time. A lot of people join a network marketing company and they get stars in their eyes and they think they can grow multiple businesses. Well, if I can do one, I can do another. I'm in silver and young living. Why can't I go another one and another one and another one? You know what? It's not going to work. Don't do it. Plus, if you solicit your Young Living distributor force or prospects you know, with that other company, you can get in deep trouble with Young Living, okay? So do not do it. If you're going to decide to grow another business somewhere else, do not dip into your Young Living distributors to, to solicit. Secondly, I can guarantee you're not going to be successful. I've heard Randy Gage and people of that nature, top people in the industry, say that they have never, ever seen anybody build a big organization with more than one company. So there's that one. 
The second one, it, well, rewind before me. Hang on a second. Hang on, guys. I'm going to fight. Somebody's on the line with me that I don't know what's going on here. Okay. Somebody is on the line with me. When you dialed in, I can hear somebody breathing. I don't know who it is. Um, I'm not sure who it is. So I don't know what to tell you. Um, but if whoever, everybody just be really quiet because somebody's breathing into the phone and they accidentally dialed in on the moderator line. All right. So let's get into the number one hot topic of this evening. <laughs> I know I asked a bunch of leaders today about this one, and I said, what do you think is some of the top, hot ethical topics? And I got back from everybody cross-soliciting, okay, soliciting other distributors that are already active in the company to become a member of their team. So don't do it, period. Don't do it. A, you can lose your distributorship. B, it's 100% wrong. You will create enemies doing it. And if you're a star or a senior star, an executive, you think nobody knows who you are at that point. And you're building thinking it's okay to take other people's people. Well, let me tell you, as you grow and you become a leader in the company, if you get that far, because I can, I can guarantee you if you're doing it, you're probably not going to get that far, you will be pointed out and leaders will not embrace you. I can guarantee that. When you get to the higher ranks, you definitely want other leaders to be on your team. Building your business through soliciting other distributors is a very non-creative, in, non-creative way and displays complete lack of integrity and leadership. I personally vow to report all individuals doing this to corporate for them to handle. And I invite all of you listening to report all cases to corporate as well. We cannot tolerate that type of behavior. You know, cross-soliciting and pushing this is what gives network marketing that sharpie, sharpie bad rap that sometimes it gets deservingly, right? So don't stoop to the level of a sleazy salesperson. And I know in situations where people will send their individuals to a Young Living corporate event or an open class, and another distributor at that event will go up to them and say, your upline doesn't live around here. I can give you better support. Switch over to my team. That, I've had that happen to me, all right, and I actually know who did that, and, and those people are actually now silvers and above in the company, and I will never forget it. I will never trust those people. And so if you want to create trust within your event, you cannot do that. Or I've heard of people on Facebook posting, and then other distributors will go try to post poach Young Living distributors off of the Young Living page or within the groups to switch to their team. I mean, that's crap. I'm just telling you it's crap. And if you do it, you're going to pay. Karma comes around and goes around, right, guys? I mean, it's just a fact. So do not do that. Get some real skills. Get trained and be a professional. You will never go far acting that way. And like I said, you're going to make a lot of enemies, which you don't want to do, especially if you are going to go big in this company. And some people try to get out of the appropriate chain of command by legitimately switching, which I'll talk about in a second, by enrolling a spouse, or they will enroll underage children, or they'll enroll a company. This is wrong. Okay, this is wrong. This is also completely against Young Living policy, it's ethically wrong, and Young Living is cracking down on this type of thing. 
this is a, considered a duplicate account. It's against the policy. If you do it or suggest people to do it, you can wind up in a serious situation with corporate, which may jeopardize your distributorship. So don't do it, okay? Just don't do it. There are millions of people that are not already Young Women distributors. Go find some of them. So here's another situation that comes up with that is, what do you do when a member of another organization wants to transfer to you? And this happens. This does happen. So what I do first, because, you know, especially doing these calls, I mean, I do get people asking me, and I say, you know, I, say, send, I send them back to their upline for support. I tell them to call Young Living, find Silvers and above, have the company tell you who they are, and contact those people. If you can't get it from those people, find out who your nearest diamond or crown or royal crown is and contact that person. So you've got that situation. Sometimes the person it keeps insisting and insisting and insisting. And so I said, well, you know what? If you want to, if you want to transfer, um, all the work is in your hands. I'm not going to help you. And sometimes people will do that. I guide them to the policy manual and tell them to go at it. They never transfer. <laughs> I'm just saying they don't, tra- don't want to do the work. You know, that type of person wants to blame their upline for uh, for not being grow to not for not growing or their lack of success is the upline's fault and they want to transfer. So when you throw it back on them to do all the paperwork and make it happen, they don't do it. So it's it's another way I've handled it. Um, like I said, this is the way I personally handle things in my team. So if you question this, of course, talk to your upline and see what they would say. But this is what I do. Now there are some cases where people are just so unhappy and they won't let it go. So. This is the way I handle those situations. I call the leader that, and I find out, you know, their upline, and I ask them about the situation. You know, someone's in your group that wants to transfer to my group. I want to get this out on the table. What's going on? And a lot of times we'll find out that person is so miserable and unhappy, that upline person doesn't, is really was like, I will sign off now, okay? And, again, when you're taking people into your organization that are, big troublemakers, I always ask the question, would I really want them in my organization? You know, I, I see that red flag. You know, I've had somebody recently that was just bad-mouthing and slamming and, you know, wanted to get out. They couldn't get any support and all whatever, all these things. And I just, I think to myself, goodbye. <laughs> Have fun where you're going because I really, I'm sorry, I can't help you. And if I couldn't help you or my teammates who are, I saw the whole email chain and all the correspondence, that person decided not to, you know, take in, it was a long story, but I was like, okay, go, you're going to be somebody else's problem now. So always remember that if somebody's coming to you and they're complaining about their upline and how they didn't help them and la la la, the company this, then they're going to probably do the same in your organization. So remember that. Okay. And like I said, I will tell them to go to their upline. I will say, you know what? I do not, you know, uh, I do not approve of people transferring in, in most situations. I'm going to talk about one situation here in a minute. But if they insist and insist and insist, I said, fine, then you just do all the paperwork. You handle it. And they, they did never transfer. Okay, so there is a really rare occasion where a family member or best friends or, you know, long-lost relatives or whatever wind up in separate teams. So have an open conversation with all people involved. You know, my sister's in this organization and my mom is over here and we want to be together and la, 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 you know. 
I'm like, I always just roll my eyes. I'm like, no, I hate this stuff. <laughs> so have an open conversation with those people and their upline. Work out who goes where. Keep everybody together and communicate. Don't go behind people's backs. You know, maybe if someone was transferring from another organization, you might, you know, say, hey, can I make this up to you? They're going to come over here. You know, keep it out on the table. But I find that open communication with the upline, who this person wants to transfer from, makes it the best situation, okay? And, and you know, especially as a, like in my own organization, I really don't know a lot of the things that go on in my own business. And some of the, my leaders will come to me asking, and then I'll say, you know what, do you know who their upline is? Yes, who is so-and-so. And then I'll say, do you want me to call them? And, and they'll say yes. And, I, and I'll even say, I don't really know the details of the situation, but this person is thinking about, you know, la, 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 what are your thoughts, you know, I, you know, and I go into that and get it all out of the table. So it's the best policy, in my opinion, if you're in a situation that you feel like the transfer is the only option, okay? But a lot of people transfer just to transfer and, and things like that, and do not recruit this way. There are special cases where this is why the policy is in place for transferring, but it's not, it should not be a normal business practice. I think in the last, I can't even count, five years, I've transferred one person, one person in five years. And that was for a specific situation where the upline had died and, you know, all this stuff. And we were in similar lines and stuff like that. That was the only situation. So just mind you, do not make this a common practice. So lastly, on moving people, do not move people in your organization so that you can build legs, especially if they're under other people in your, reorg in your mind reorganizing. Taking people out of your leader's legs to move them where you need the volume is so you can rank is really unethical. And go out there, build new legs, <laughs> okay? Do not take people out from under your people. And, and you know, you have one power leg that's got a million people in it. You to pull people out of that leg and put into another is, is taking money out of people's pockets. And that's what you always have to remember when you're transferring people is that the upline paycheck is affected, okay? And that's why it should not be a common practice. So there's a, that's all I'm going to say right now for transferring, okay? <laughs> do not do it unless, unless death is impending, all right? So that's really the moral of the story. So let's talk about placing orders under other team members to qualify for ranks. It's not legit. Don't do it. It's outlined in the policy. Run end-of-month contests, rally for last-minute orders, push up the volume, get up and over where you or your team members need to be. If it's an OGV thing, put in your, um, uh, your own order for volume, yes, your organizational volume. That's a different story if you're putting in your own order to get the OGV. But I've heard of cases where uplines, had access to their downline accounts and were secretly placing qualified orders. And then all of a sudden they didn't know about it. And then payments got messed up and people weren't paying people back. And it's completely unethical and that's abuse and should be reported to the company and change your passwords. You know, if you find this is happening, it's very, very bad, um, very bad thing. So do not do it. Okay. It's against policy and you know, there you go. So let's talk about stopping rumors and negative issues amongst team members because this creates cancer in the morale of your business. And yeah, I got, I got more to say about that, but well, well I, I got some, some uh, lessons about that in a second, but let me go into this first. 
So my favorite way to handle rumors and negativity and stuff like that is I listen to the person and what they have to say. And that, but do not agree or add to their cause. Just listen objectively and, you know, be the ear. And then I proceed to ask them, have you talked to this person about the situation? You know, if you're coming to me about it, have you talked to the individual you've got the issue with? If they say yes, I say, well, how did it go? If they say no, I send them back to that person to work it out and resolve them. And if they need my involvement as a mediator to bring me into the situation. If they don't feel it was resolved and they're just calling to complain to me, that I don't take that. You know, I feel like we've got to work this through. You know, again, it's all communication. I, if it comes back to me again, I offer to do a three-way or a conference call with all parties involved. And just it's like, it's like hey, if you're going to come to me complaining about somebody or situation, I'm going to want to get this aired out and resolved. And if that's the attitude that you take, instead of listening and agreeing, even if you're, you listen to them and every time they have an issue, you listen, they're going to come to you always as a sounding board. But if you say, hey, let's get this resolved. I don't want this to become an issue for you in the future. I want everybody to work together. Let's get them on the phone right now and, you know, let's talk about this. It usually stops very quickly, let me tell you. So my goal is to let people, um, I don't want them to think it's acceptable to run with me with every little issue they have that's drama type of thing. If I can help with solutions, absolutely. If they come to me and they say, you know, this is what's going on, but this is how we can fix it, absolutely. I'll listen to that all day long, absolutely. If someone's got a solution posed to a problem, for sure. All I want is everybody to become uh, a problem solver and a good communicator. And, and I want them to be able to problem solve themselves. And anybody that's not growing into that, they're just adding drama. They need to knock it off. I and mean, that's just really what it comes down to. So if somebody comes to me with an issue and they have a proposed solution, I'll say, great, How, what do you want to do? And they tell me the solution. I say, well, do you want me to help you or do you want to go on your own? And then I go accordingly. If they want to go on their own, I say, great, I'm here if you need my help. If they say, yes, I want you to help me, I'm like, great, what do you want to do? You want me to three, what, you know, I, it's a team effort, but always open the door to let them do it on their own, okay? So that's how they learn. So let's talk about the complainers. We already talked about the, the, um, the people that have drama, rumors, and stuff. Let's talk about the chronic complainers. Very much like the above, I send people back to the situation or even back to Young Living or whatever they're complaining about. If it's a legitimate concern, which often there can be, right? You know, somebody gets a diffuser and it's broke or, you know, whatever happens. I ask them to come with me with a solution so we can solve the issue. And if it's about corporate, I will forward that, you know, that information or help, you know, the right, you know, I'll connect them with the right people or I will copy an email and bring it into corporate or whatever, you know, if I need to have leadership involved. But, you know, be discerning with that and, you know, work with people that are providing solutions to you. So always edify your upline, your downline, your crossline, and the company. I talked about that just a minute ago, and I also recently did a YouTube video on this topic, which is called What is Edifying? You can find it on YouTube. I think my channel is Jen Springer Channel. You go to youtube.com slash Jen Springer Channel, and you can listen to the video that is or watch the video that is about edifying what that is. It's a very important skill to learn in your business. And that could be your, your self-improvement training for today. <laughs> so let's talk about the next topic, which is upline dictatorship. And 
it, I, you know, um, I guess I'm such a hardhead. I don't uh, feel like I've ever been dictated to, but I'm kind of a rebel, as you guys already know. But you got to handle this just like the complainers and the negative Nellies. If that doesn't resolve the issue, go upline to your diamonds, you know, all the, the different diamond ranks. They are expert in problem solving for sure by the time they get to those ranks. <laughs> I can guarantee it. Whatever's going on with you probably has happened before or something similar has happened, and they can help you. If you cannot resolve the issue, decide to separate yourself from the relationship with that person, okay? Just because they're upline does not mean they have any control over you or to how you grow your business or anything that you do. So separate yourself from that person. Remember, you can't control someone's behavior, but you can control your response. Stress is something we bring on to ourselves because it's the way we've decided to respond. So cut the cords with that person if you can't resolve the issue. Let the person do whatever drama they're doing in their own way. Become uninvolved. Take yourself out of their drama movie. They're, they're made for TV series, okay, and remove yourself and, and understand that that's their crap, okay? You know, we have to always remember that. When people do something that is hurtful, upsetting, acts like a goofball that you, you know, is totally out of line, that's them. Even if they come to you and say, you made me do this or you this and you that, and they're pointing fingers at you, that's them. That's their stuff, okay? We have to remember that. So do your best. Handle them like, you know, I've talked about or Handle them in ways that you know how to handle. And if you can't, just cut the cord, step back, and, and you can even say, you know what, I can't work with you. I've had to do that with people before. <laughs> I just say, you know what, I can't work with you, and I'm doing my thing, and you know, let's just agree to disagree or, you know, go do our own thing. All right. So that's the upline dictatorship situation. And I know it can be tough because Young Living is very close and we have a family. But remember, you are an independent distributor. You have your own business. And people, we, you know, as uplines, we want to mentor our organizations and help them, but we have no right to tell people what to do because we all have our own business. Okay. So, Let's talk about something a little more fun, <laughs> like how to give criticism in a loving and um, knockdown defensiveness type of way, you know, so you don't get people, you know, uh, you know, like I know when somebody says the word should to me that I should do something, like my skin gets tight and I actually like resist before I, they even begin to say anything. So, you know, I'll be honest. I have to think about things for a long time sometimes before I talk to people because I can be very direct and some people take it as insensitive. So if you ever email me and it takes me a long time to reply, it's probably because I'm thinking about it. Because <laughs> often the thing that comes in my head right away is probably not appropriate. And if you're that type of person, if you're a little hotter in the head like me, um, think about what you're going to say or do before you do it. You know, take a day or so if it's a really – big thing, if you know what I'm saying, before you respond, and then write an email or whatever you're going to do, and then look at it the next day when you're not emotionally charged and see if you would say the same thing. So, like I said, I'm a really upfront type of person, but if you're going to, you know, you want to work with somebody, and I, I have to do this all the time, you know, in school when I'm working with students, this has really helped me a lot with this, is Identify the person on what a great leader they are and how they're growing their business and some awesome, awesome things that they're doing that's successful and traits that they have. And then I offer them this, especially if they're having an issue. I'll say, you know, from an outsider perspective, I could see where, you know, you might be stuck or 
maybe a way you can work through this challenge. Do you want to hear where I'm coming from? Do you want to hear my perspective? Offer it. Do not give your unsolicited opinions. I get those all the time in my emails from doing these Monday night calls, and I'm like, who gave them the soapbox to stand on? I'm just telling you, okay? And that's the same with mentoring your organization. So if somebody asks you for assistance or you see them really stuck, think about what you're going to say before you say it, okay? Would you want to hear that same thing, phrase the same way? Always phrase it in a way that would take down your own defenses. And I think about this. I'm like, how would I say this? so that I wouldn't be defensive. And and that's the way, because I, I do get defensive. It's just, I don't know why. It's just a thing that I got going on here. But, you know, just compliment the person. Say, you know, I see you're doing this, and you're growing, and I'm watching your numbers, and la, la, la. And you've got, you do the best home gatherings, and whatever you're going to say. And then say, you know, I know you're stuck on enrolling people. You know, there might be a way we can work through this challenge. Do you want to hear my perspective? You know, disarm them and let them know you're truly looking out to help them. Instead of saying, hey, you know, the last time you did that event, you totally puked all over those people, shoved pins in their faces, told them to enroll now or they're going to never be able to leave the house. If you point your fingers and you're shooting on people like that and you're going and attacking, that person is automatically going to put their defenses up and they're not going to be listening, even though that might be true. (laughs) Okay. So come at it from that different angle of how you'd like to be spoken to. So. Let's talk about supporting other downlines when they ask you questions or they want coaching. And especially as you grow in leadership and you go through the ranks, this is going to happen, okay? And there are a lot of people out there that have, they're, they're kind of orphans, you know, they're maybe far away from a leader or things like that. The, the, most, the biggest um, advice I can offer to you is figure out how to make this work for you, okay? For me, my energy is limited, you know, I, um, I can't push myself too much. And so I'm wanting to give 100% of my energy fresh and focused to my team. I get contacted almost every day from crossline people that have questions and things like that. And if it's a quick question, I'll answer it and things like that, or my administrative assistant will answer it. But what I really prefer to do, which is the same thing I like to do with my own team members, is I redirect them to training that's available on the topic that they're wanting to answer. And I show them where to find the answer. So I'll often get, a, you know, I'll get an email and I'll be like, here, over here, listen to this. Or, oh, go over here, watch this video. Or have you gone to this website? And I'll just reply really quick and, you know, send them the Monday calls or a YouTube video, a training website, something like that. So, you know, I open all of my own local classes to cross-line individuals as well to create more energy and dynamic, you know, uh, growth within my community, and, and that's always good juju as well. So, you know, keep the certain things that you want for your own team, but if you, or when you get to that point in leadership, if you're going to offer things to the public, you know, discern what you're going to offer, what feels good to you. You might even create info products. You know, maybe you're the the best person on the planet that does expos and you're known for that, create a little info product that's, you know, $5, $10, you know, write an ebook or do a video series or something like that. Like I said, figure out how to make it work for you so you don't feel like people are always taking from you. And I say that because, you know, when everybody's asking questions, 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 it can be depleting. But if you're like, hey, I've got it over here, it's like five bucks, you know. Or over here is a free video if you want to watch that. And, you know, if you really like that, you might look at, you know, I wrote an ebook on that. So do what feels right for you. And 
I know that there are a lot of people in Young Living now that are stepping up and offering coaching as well, and maybe you decide to do that too. You know, if you get a lot of people asking about things and how to grow and get support, maybe start a coaching series. I know many, many leaders that do it. Marilee Tolan, who was on a couple of weeks ago, she does that. Um, Angela Brooks does that. And then I know there are other people that are you know, offering fantastic things, like Jehan Thomas has, like, the most phenomenal program that you can buy from her. You know, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So if you want to support other people, just figure out how does it work for you? How can you make it feel good to you that you don't ever feel like you're being used or depleted. So be a resource that directs people to resources that are um, your team and outside of your team. I mean, ultimately, that's what we want to do anyway. So, and also know your limitations of your schedule and don't compromise yourself to be a yes woman or a yes man in trying to do everything. So reserve your energy for your team, your family, your personal life, and if you feel like you can take on doing, you know, whatever, coaching or writing ebooks or putting info products together, then go ahead and do that. So I'll be honest, I have found great support in learning, working cross-line with people that are my rank or they're higher. You know, sharing, we all kind of go through different things at different ranks and sharing ideas and working on a peer level is very beneficial. So be a leader, contact people in your local area if you're doing a lot of events like that find people of the same rank, see how you can support each other and learn from them. Watch, you know, if you're looking to be, you know, you're an executive and you want to be a gold, watch what the golds are doing. Maybe, you know, shoot them a question or say, hey, I would pay for coaching. You know, that happens. Um, you know, lots of people want the information, but they want it for free. So uh, just remember, you know, when a leader is hit a certain rank, I can guarantee they put in a massive, massive amount of personal growth and so honor that and pay for their info product. Don't forward it to your whole team, okay? You know, pay for a co- an hour of coaching for that with them because that person is, I can guarantee, they just most likely didn't just fly through the ranks without having some investment in their personal growth, okay? I know one year, boy, when I first started, it was early on in my business. One year, I remember I put in $10,000 in personal tra- in training in myself that year. And every year, I can guarantee it's three to five thousand dollars of stuff I'm putting into myself to become a better leader and a better, you know, model for everybody. So that's the same for you guys. No matter where you're at, just go to the. If you don't have any money, go to the library. You know, my partner Monty is always going to the library with just armfuls of books and audio books, and he put he calls his car the Mobile University. You know. He just gets all his stuff from the library, and then he brings it back or checks it out again. And if it's really, really something that he can't live without, then we'll buy it. But, you know, go to the library and start there and then, you know, try and see what people you like to follow. But I'm going to give you some names here in a minute of different places you can find stuff. So, all right, let's talk about diagnosing and prescribing. It's totally illegal to diagnose and prescribe. I'm not just saying against company policy. It is illegal unless you are a doctor that has a credential that can do it. MDs, DOs, and legitimate naturopaths, not someone who just took some random course, um, chiropractors, other licensed professionals. You could have a doctor of oriental medicine, you know, within your scope of practice. And if you're a health practitioner, you know if you're in the correct scope of practice. If you're wondering, are, am I in the scope of practice? You're probably not. I'm just going to tell you, okay? You can get into big trouble with the FDA, and you can also get huge problems 
brought up for Young Living as well if you diagnose and prescribe. You cannot tell people to do or tell them what products to take or what products to buy. You can recommend, well, if I were you, I would do this, or I've tried this, and that's what I, you know, that's what I would do in this situation. But you have to decide, you know, if that's for you or not. Or you can say, well, in my experience, I've done this, and the result was that. But always remind people that we're all different, and what works for me may not be the same for you. But, you know, if I was you, I'd look at the book, and here's a desk reference, and show them how to read the book. Show them how to use the other reference books, whether it's, you know, oil-testimonials.com or Dolph Chang's, you know, memes from, you know, the Facebook or, the, like I said, the desk reference or wherever it is. Show them where to find answers on their own. Remind them that we have natural products and they are natural, which means they're not plug and play and it, they're not miracle workers. And I'm, some of you are going to throw tomatoes at me. Oils are not a cure-all, okay? <laughs> there are other factors in play that come for people's wellness, their diet, their sleep, their emotions, you know, all these things, their toxicity levels. So show them where they can find answers. Empower them, right? We've all, you know, dealt with the, the industry of the medical community, and one of the biggest complaints we hear is the doctors don't give long-term solutions, right? They're, they're almost like dictating, and you don't want to do the same thing. It's not right. And I asked somebody who insisted, I said, do you really want me to diagnose and tell you what to do even though I don't have the proper education? I'm not a doctor. Why would you want me to tell you that? And so focus on wellness in your business, not sickness. Very, very important about this topic with diagnosing and prescribing. And besides it being totally illegal, I'll tell you on another front, when you've got everybody in your team coming to you, asking you what to do for what, you do not have the time to grow a business bigger than silver. I'll guarantee that because you become the type of person that's on the phone all day or on the email all day and you're just being asked a million questions. So really our goal as Young Living Distributors and health, um, I guess you say health promoters, is to show people how to be empowered, where to find answers, Get, you know, show them what events to go to, show them what books to get, where to find online resources. That's our job. And then we are empowering people to make their own decisions. And if somebody really needs diagnosing and prescribing, hook them up with somebody that can do that, okay? So that's that aspect of it. I know it's an ugly topic, and you know, what are you going to do? I, you know, it's just a fact. So let's go into a little bit different topic about acting professional at Young Living events. I'm going to say this as we approach convention because we need to talk about it, okay? I'm just going to be straight up and say I have been pushed, shoved, and packed into a room, people clamoring for seats. I've even had my new product kit stolen from me at convention from somebody. Stop it. Don't do it. If you see somebody doing it, please say something to them. I mean, I'm not – you guys are leaders that are on this phone. You've taken the time out of your day to improve yourselves. You are in a different class than some other people. You know know what I'm saying? You're you're exhibiting leadership by even listening to this, taking the time out to learn this stuff. So when you see people doing this, you know, I have to breathe deeply (laughs) before I say anything, but, you know, just remind people, you know, don't be rude. We're all trying to get into this event together. Why are you pushing and shoving, you know? And then if that doesn't work, hit him in the head with a baseball bat. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm very Chicago sometimes, and I can tell you my East Coast friends are thinking the same thing. So <laughs> don't mess with us. You don't want to push us. But in all honesty, 
don't be rude, don't ask, act desperate, it's so unattractive, um, or shove people to get new products or better seating. Just sit back and, you know, I often I see things that are thrown into audiences and people like running over people and clamoring and it just, oh, it's just so not attractive. Um, but remember that. And then talk to your teammates about that as well. It, it, it's crazy, you know, help each other, um, but watch this. I'm, Young Living is getting very, very big. This is going to be the biggest convention ever. And just saying, if you see stuff like that going on, you know, either either go within yourself or remember that's their problem. It's not, they're being rude. It's not, you, it's how you act and respond is your own issue. Or if it's a really big issue, just remind them, you know, we are professionals as a young living family. Why are you doing that? You know, <laughs> especially if they walk away with your product. So in their bag. All right. Um, let's talk about income claims. We can't do it. Okay. <laughs> we can't do it. Just like diagnosing and prescribing. The FTC will be all over your butt with that one, trust me. Be real. Do not hype up your income or anybody else's. I can tell you that I think I heard all of the distributors applauding and screaming and yelling in, in happiness when Young Living released the income disclosure statement last week. It's a PDF. You can print it out. Um, you can find it on the Young Living website under the, um, the income opportunity thing and print it out. Speak to it when working with people. Even the gal today that I met with, I pointed out to her, you know, it's got the hours that those people work, you know, what their checks are, and it talks about their annual salaries, and it tell, it's realistic, you know, only 8% of people in Young Living are making, you know, a paycheck. Most of them are stars, you know, and, and she asked me, she goes, well, why is that? I said, because most people just introduce Young Living to friends and family. They don't do it as business. And so, you know, you can really speak to real numbers on that, but Remember, you know, everybody's going to start out in a different place. Everybody grows in a different time frame, things like that. So be mindful when you're talking about the income. Yes, this absolutely can be the, somebody's ticket to freedom, but just be realistic so they don't feel like they've been snarked on. You know what I'm saying? So show them the details. Remind them that it doesn't happen overnight, and this is not a get-rich scheme. But this is a real business that takes time, talent, and effort to get off the ground. But the rewards can be so great for people that don't quit and that are really honest about their own um, limitations and they know how to bring people on that are complementary to them. And, you know, people that have those leadership skills, that's why it's so important to keep working on yourself, okay? And some people go to the top really fast. You know, they do it in a year. Some people, it takes 10 years, 15 years. You know what? We're all so different. But... And be honest about that when you're talking to people about the business. And it'll make you look better. And, you know, you tell people that are working full-time jobs, don't quit your job to do this tomorrow. <laughs> because, you know, it's, uh, it usually gets a little crazy when you do that. You know, take your time, work part-time, build up your income, you know, and that's the best way to go about it, in my opinion. Um, and then that person can reach that, that goal that they want and help them, you know, break out what they need to do in order to get to silver or gold or platinum or whatever they need to do to replace their current income. So be very honest about it. And if you need help with it, of course, ask some of your leaders if you're less experienced on how to help people with that type of situation. So, okay, let's talk about mentoring. Now, let's talk about you and me as a mentor. How do we discern this very gray area between being a mentor and being a teller? 
And I don't mean like a bank teller, okay? <laughs> I mean like telling people what to do. So always remember, be the sponsor that you would like to have. When you do things, when you talk to people, everything you do, always remember that. Would I want my sponsor to do that for me? Or would I want my, would, how would I feel if my sponsor, if I, you know, if, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> if my sponsor did the same thing I just did to that person, how, you know, how do I want to be spoken to? How do I want to be recognized? You know, things like that. So mentoring your team is like is offering ideas and pointing people into d- directions where they can find their own answers. You know, it's leading by example and being truthful to your, your, your team as well. And like I said, we all have our independent distributorship. We have our own business. We have no right to tell people what to do or how they should run their business. I don't like to be told what to do. I can guarantee all of you do not like to be told what to do. So always stay with on your mind first to yourself as if you're hearing it from somebody else. And then ask yourself, how did that feel? Or write it down and then read it. Did you feel like you got defensive or does it feel okay? You know, like I said, even if you're trying to be open-hearted and genuine, the way that you say something may not come out the right way. So phrase it in a way that is um, coming from a space of, of love and help, okay? And the only thing that we can do is control our own thoughts and actions. We cannot control our people or their performance. No matter what rank you are, keep talking to new people, and your team will do the same thing because they're going to be following you and you're going to be mentoring them by your actions as well. And people are going to come to you and ask you for help and guidance and, and things like that and, and help them for sure. But also be a person that's empowering to them instead of showing them, um, for example, when someone says, how do I get paid? Okay, you could go through the check with them, but I always have somebody first go to watching a compensation plan video. I want them to know where that tool is for their new person so they can do the same thing. Go watch this video, write down all your questions, and then we'll get on the phone. How about tomorrow at 10? Does that work? We can do 10 to 10.30. And then I have them watch it, and then we ask questions because now they have a tool that they can use for their people in the future. If I sat on the phone with them for three hours and, and, and explained the comp plan, that's not duplicatable, and B, it's really overwhelming. <laughs> they, can't, they can't take that information and go right and explain it word for word, right, at the same time. So use tools, show people where to find answers, and lead by example. It's very important. Um, also, get, you know, empower people with the skills that they have. If somebody's a great speaker, say, you know what, how would you like to speak at the next event? Would you like to take the next conference call? Or, you know, something of that nature. If you're someone in your team that's a great graphic designer, just say, you know what, we've got our postcards going out, you know, coming up in the next XYZ time, or we're going to be doing a mailing. Would you like to help? Because you're like the best graphic designer I've ever seen on the planet, and I totally suck, and it looks ridiculous when I do it. And, and, and empower your team that way and let them show their skills and let them grow. That's the best way you can be a mentor and showing them, too, how to run the team. Let them know what you're doing behind closed doors. Well, maybe not all the time, especially late at night. But, you know, make sure that you're showing them what you're doing. Be very transparent what your schedule is, how many, time, how many hours you're on the phone, how do you organize your time. You know, that's some of the, the girl that I was working with today. Exactly that. I opened my iPad and said, this is my month. And I went through everything and showed her how I run my business. And I was very transparent about that. And she said, you know, if you decide to join my business, 
I can help you, you know, create this type of schedule. And so that's how we work as a mentor. I don't tell people what to do. I offer the solution and let them come back with me with their questions and, and things like that. So, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, there's that other thing, though. It's called the mirror. And what I mean by that is if you're seeing certain trends in your business that you don't like, or you see that there's a lot of certain things happening, a lot of, um, how do you want to say it, um, a lot of cross-solicitation or a lot of people that are stuck or a lot of people that are having a hard time closing or people that are having a hard time, you know, talking about, you know, social security numbers for distributorships and they're getting the same uh, uh, rejection, I guess you'd say the uh, objection, at, I can't afford it or things like that. So what you got to do in that situation is you got to rub on some humility oil, okay, and ask yourself, am I doing that? Am I thinking the same way? You know, am I having an issue about self-worth and that's why I'm hearing my or my team members? Because we attract our team and our team is an, an extension of ourselves. And so if, if I have like all my team members are asking about, you know, they're hearing I can't afford it, I have to look within myself and think, okay, am I having an issue with I can't afford it? You know, even though it might not be obvious, am I having an abundance issue or a receiving issue? And then I'll work with them on that. You know, I'll say, you know what, I figured this out with myself. You know, are you having that same thing too? You know, and, and maybe we can work together with this. So get humble and, and look in the mirror. You know, it's, it's, it's like the person that, you know, keeps dating and marrying the same person over and over, even though they had five divorces, the person's got a different name. It's because we're, we got that beacon out there and we're attracting certain types of people. So get, get humble, put on some humility, and then ask yourself, why is this coming up? And then get quiet and see what the answer is. You know, am I doing that? Am I doing that action that's creating that too and I'm just not seeing it? Or do I have that same belief there? And then figure it out and then work with your person the same way, okay? Remember, stay in that space of humility especially when working with people and in these types of sensitive topics, okay? So be responsible. Your team will always mirror you, whether it's fantastic or otherwise, okay? You know, when my business, and some of you know this, some of you don't, my business flatlined for eight years. I was, I was a grinder, we call them. I was a manager. I wasn't a leader in, in my own. I didn't know what it was to be a leader, and I was grinding. I was trying to do everything. I was trying to tell people what to do, and, and I was running my business from 9 a.m. until 2 in the morning every night, and I was wondering why it wasn't growing, and it was me, and then I knew it was me, and I couldn't figure out what to do, so I kind of like took some time off when I got really sick to get clear, and I realized what I was doing, and I was pushing, and it wasn't the most positive thing for my team, and when I restarted building my business in 2011, um, I knew the only way to catalyze my quote and Team members, if you're on here, forgive me for this. I didn't say this, but this is what a lot of people think. And I may have thought this once because I was in the same situation. How am I going to get my deadbeat to get going? <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Some of you probably just spit out your drink and laughter or you hung up the phone. And I don't know what to tell you. But if your team isn't, quote, doing anything, how do I get my team to do anything? It's because you need to do something. And I knew, I knew that. And so I said, you know what, in order to catalyze and, and skyrocket my team, even the people have been me 12 years, 13, 14 years, now it's 14 years, but back then it was like 12 years or whatever, whatever it was, I knew I had to get running and I had to start flying. So what I did was I started 
going expos, meeting new people, going to networking events. I started enrolling people like crazy. And guess what? My team members saw me and they were like, holy smokes, I don't want to be left out of this party. And they started doing the same thing. And for in the last year, it took me about a year to get my momentum back. But in the last year, I have had record month after record month after record month. And it wasn't because I told my team what to do. I turned, now I didn't turn my back on the team, but I turned forward and I started running. And I'm like, guys, are you coming with me or are you not? And, and at first people were like, I don't know. You know I'm, just, I'm just being, you know, making this example. But I can tell they were like, I'm not sure. But I kept going and going, and guess what? My whole team pulled forward, and everybody's running with me now. And it's amazing. So if your team is stuck, you're probably stuck. So we all have our own way to do our business. Every one of you is going to grow it differently. Even if it's in a similar fashion, you're all going to have your own spin. We have the freedom to choose if we want to grow it online, if we want to do classes, if we want to lead with product or business, plug people into training that may suit them. And I want you to get your pens and papers. Some of my favorite people, and there's a lot of them, but these are some of the, the ones you can start with. I love Sarah Robbins. Um, she is a, a, a newer, her thing is the rock and rocks, uh, rock and uh, rock stars, rock and Robbins rock stars. She is um, a fantastic woman who is, I just love her wisdom. And her website is sarahrobbins.com. And Sarah was with an H, okay? You can find her on Facebook. She's got a book that she's written that's fantastic. It's, a, it's another tool to use, like the, the um, four-year career type of book. So Sarah Robbins is great. Tom Big Al Schreider, who has got the best CDs on the planet, and he's so entertaining. FortuneNow.com is his website. Um, of course, we've got Randy Gage, which he is very much focused on the business growing aspect. Uh, GageVT.com virtual training. It's gagevt.com. Find Randy's Academy there. Um, of course, there's Danny Johnson, who, especially if you're very Christian, that is what she does, and you, that's the way your team wants to go. She's fantastic for that. She's very biblically based and spiritually based. Her website is dannyjohnson.com, D-A-N-I johnson.com. And then, of course, we've got Richard Brooks with a four-year career. His website is blissbusiness.com. And then we've got Eric Worry, and it's the last one I'm going to talk about, which is he's got his website, networkmarketingpro.com. So that will give you some resources to go and get your own mentors. And you will hear many leaders say this, and it's so true. Help those in your team get what they want, and you'll get what you want. Focus on helping them achieve their dreams, whether it's quitting a corporate job to be with their family, rebuild their nest egg from a 2000 crash, 2007 crash of the economy, or having extra money to go back to college so they can be debt-free and then go through school and get degrees that they've always wanted to earn. So you help them get those things, and you will be at the top of Young Living's comp plan. If you make it about your paycheck and your rank advancement, you will definitely not grow far, go very far in the business. So Right here at 8 o'clock, you guys. Um, I got a date, but I got to get on another event myself. So that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to listen and learn this maybe not so popular topic of all this ethics stuff, but always refer to the policy and procedure manual if you have questions, and then, of course, your upline as well. So thanks, everybody. I'm going to open the line so we can say goodnight, and we will talk to you soon. And next week we've got a really awesome guest, and I'll be sending that out in email in the weekend time. So hang on, everybody. Let me open up the line.
Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Jen. Good night, everybody. Good night. This is great.